0: Good morning, church family. If you don't know who I am, my name is Aime Chowson. Um, I am the minister to children and students here at Ridgeview Campus, um, Blue Valley Baptist Church. Um, I want to say that it's been so good to be back with you all, my church family, and worship with you. Um, the whole time while I was in Thailand, um, I thought of you, I missed you, and I pray for you. I also want to say thank you for allowing me and my mom to visit Thailand and be able to bury my dad's ashes. Uh, My family and I were so blessed in so many ways um, through your support and your prayers. We receive and recognize your love and your care for us, and thank you so much. And this is my church family, and I love so dearly. And I want to also say a special thank you to Lauren Allen and her family for stepping up to lead VBS in my place while I was gone in Thailand for one month. I heard wonderful things um, about VBS, and I wish I could experience it myself. Um, Lauren, share with me how you all, the church, our church came together and serve the Lord in harmony, in unity. And she said, "Even Pastor Micah helped." <laughs> and um, I was so glad to, to hear that the Lord was at work, His presence was with us. Um, it's blessed my heart to hear it all. And it also reminded me of the scripture. Um, in Philippians 1.27, uh, while I was preparing um, the message and I heard from Lauren and in this verse came to my mind, um, it said, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Now, church family, you all have lived out the gospel, served the Lord faithfully together, even when I was in Thailand and I heard so many wonderful things about it. I'm so proud and honored to be a part of our church family. So thank you so much for being faithful. I have so many things I would like to share with you about my trip, uh, but I'm restricted by time and I also don't want to risk putting some of you to sleep um, because the story is one month long, okay? Uh, so you, but you can't stop me anytime and ask me about my trip, and I would love to, to talk to you about it and share with you what the Lord um, did in Thailand. Um, the, lit, the, the Lord did so many things uh, to reveal His presence uh, with me and my mom while we were in Thailand, And even before we left Kansas, Satan was at work even before we left. My wife, Beth, had to go to an ER before um, I got on to the plane. Um, I had to leave like at 3 in the morning, and then that night, um, I had to take her to an ER. Um, and then when we first got to Thailand, my mom and I we stay at my friend's hostel. It's like an old house. We could sense spiritual activity right away when we went to that house. Now my leg got bit by something. Uh, could be the bugs that I ate. Um, you, you probably don't know that I eat bugs. I do. All right. Um, uh huh. You saw my videos. Yep, if you follow me on on YouTube, you will see the videos I posted about my trip in Thailand. Okay, there's so many bugs and ants and stuff. Uh, But I got bit, and then my bite marks got infected. Imagine that I had to do so many things in Thailand that, like, the legal stuff and all the stuff I had to do because my dad passed away, right? Um, And then uh, we had to go do the legal stuff. But if I had to be in the hospital, you know, that will cut our time short, and then I would not be able to do what um, I went to do. But God protected me, um, and he helped me. Uh, my mom, you know, in that, that place where we stay at, her hand got hurt um, without cause. We, we did not know what, what caused it to happen. Um, and then when I got to my hometown, it rained every day. And we were afraid that we would not have a, a nice ceremony for, um, to bury my dad. Uh, but God held the rain for us that day. We even put the tent up. You know, I don't know if you saw the video. There's a tent because we know, okay, it's going to rain. But God made it so beautiful. It was a beautiful day. It did not rain um, that day. He held the rain for us. Um, on my way to see my grandmother in another city... Uh, I was on my phone talking to my friend, uh, my longtime friend since middle school. I was sharing the gospel with him. He was a soldier and, you know, his friend died in the war and um, only um, him and he, his other friend that lived, you know, out of 12. And uh, we talk about life and death and I, I talked to him about Jesus. I shared with him the gospel. And when it got to the moment <clears throat> that I was about to share that, do you know the way to heaven, you know, when you die, where you go. So I, about to, about to, okay, quote, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. I was about to say that, and someone show up at his house right at that moment, and he told me that he had to hang up right away, and I could not finish the sentence. Now, that's not a coincidence, is it? Right? There's a lot of battles, the spiritual battles that's going on in our lives. And even that, you know, I was not able to share the gospel, um, the, the core message with him when it's about the time that I want to share about Christ with him. But I know God has his time, and I pray that the seeds are already planted, and God will be the one that make it grow, and he will bring the right people in the right time into his life. Um Sain was at work And we saw that It was so obvious But God was also at work And he, he has done much greater works Than Sain Amen That's our God That's our God During the problems and the challenges in Thailand I and my mom We experienced God's presence He went with us He went before us He protected us I spent time together with my friends when I first got there. You know, I spent time with my friends who got COVID. I spent like hours, several hours with them. They did not know they had COVID. But the next day they called me and say, hey, we're in the hospital because we got COVID. I was like, oh, shoot, because I just spent time with you, right? If I have known that you had COVID, I would push the, the meeting to the next time. But I met with them God protected me, imagine that, if I had to be in the hospital. I also love eating, if you know me, I love eating, right? Okay, Uh, Thai food, yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah, Thai food is good. I love eating spicy food too. Thai food is spicy. If you've had my mom's food, you know how spicy that is, right? Never once I got a stomach problem. God protected me. But for some reason, when I came back to the States, I got a stomach problem. It must be, it must be the, the food that's too clean here, right? Um, yeah, because in Thailand, we got like street foods and everything. Yeah, I told my wife that um, here in the States, it's so hard to find something to eat because there's so few to choose from. But in Thailand, it's so hard to find food to eat because you cannot say no to all the food. <laughs> so a lot of food, love eating. But God protected me protected us, we had a great trip, um, God was at work, I also spent time with my childhood friends since middle school, since, I mean, sorry, elementary, you know, fourth grade, um, we were good friends, we were really close friends, and I got to share the gospel with them until three in the morning, and they were so hungry to hear more about Jesus, but because we all so tired, we had to tell them, okay, maybe next time we can carry on the conversation. But God was at work. Um, we did not know how many people would show up or to come to the, the service, to the ceremony to bury my dad because it was during the week. Um, people had to work, but over 100 people showed up to celebrate, to celebrate his life and to worship the Lord together. And afterwards, we took that opportunity to do a two-day um, revival conference And we expected only 25 people to show up. But that night, the first night we had, we had 79 people that came. So God was at work. The gospel was preached. The believers were challenged and encouraged. To me, that's a mission complete. God sent us for a reason. And that's a mission that he wants us to do. And moreover, my mom, my brother, and I, uh, we got to spend all day, the whole day, uh, with some of the first-generation kids who um, grew up with me and my brother uh, at the dorm. Um, Now, some of you might have not known that my parents, when we were young, they opened a dorm for um, orphans and kids in poverty um, and, and, and kids that um, looking for education. And we had like about 150 kids at the dorm. So I got brothers and sisters, like many of them, right? 150, we grew up together. But we got to spend some time with, with some of those kids whom my parents raised them, fed them, taught them about Jesus Christ, gave them education, it was so great to, to hear about their stories of my, my parents teaching about God that still they use that as the principle of, of their lives and then they, they use that to teach their kids and then pass it down to their kids. It was so great to hear that. What a legacy. And we, we got to encourage uh, and then challenge some of those that who may have fallen um, or struggle in their faith uh, because some of them grew up and did not walk in the way. Uh, we got to spend time to encourage those um, kids as well. Uh, I also got to encourage my, my friend and, and her husband, who is a new believer, also serve at church. And he told me at the end um, of that night, he told me that God sent me to encourage him, to lift him up. So to me, that's also a mission complete. We went on a trip to do one thing, right? But God has a different purpose for us while we were there. You know, not just to do our business, but to do God's business. To do his mission. To be the salt and light. To share the gospel to the lost. To encourage the believers who may struggle with their faiths. God was at work. How great was that? God that was at work. So God's presence was with us. God's presence was with you guys in the U.S. I heard so many great things about VBS, about student camp. God's presence was with you guys. And God's presence was with us in Thailand. He did so many things through us. Our God is the almighty God. And he rules over all. And his presence is in every part of our lives and in everywhere there we go. Do you believe that? So today, we will explore more about God's presence in the book of Exodus chapter 33 to 34. If you have a copy of God's word, um, it's open to Exodus chapter 33, 34. Now, I'm not going to be reading the whole um, two chapters because uh, they, it's long. Right? but I want you to follow with me that I will I'll do section by section, so follow, okay? And then I'll try to explain the best I could. Uh, in chapter 32, last week, we saw that Moses went into God's presence representing his people on Mount Sinai. Right? Do you remember what happened during that time? Yeah, the Israelites were down there in the bottom of the mountain and made themselves a golden calf. And do what? And worshipped it. And they said this, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Wow. God was the one that brought them out of Egypt, right? But yet they worshipped this idol. Now in Thailand, it's so sad when I walk around, I saw so many idols. Buddha images and Um, and idols and a lot of things that they worship. Um, Spirit houses everywhere, temples every corner, people bowing down in worship. That reminded me of of those people who were so lost and trying to find something that they can grasp on. So when they worship the idol, when they worship the golden calf, God's anger was burning against them. Yeah, that was last week's chapter, right? Now, today, in Exodus chapter 33, um, verse 2-3, I want you to see that God says this to Moses. And I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Parasites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey. Now, this land is the promised land that God promised to give to the Israelites. But God said this, that He will not go among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff necked people. Now we can see here that while God was still angry at His people, He still showed His mercy by sending an angel to get rid of the enemies for them. God still showed mercy for them. But God said that he would not go with them. He would remove his presence among them. So when people heard the word, they mourn. And no one put on their ornaments. Let me ask you a question. How important is God's presence in your lives? How important is God's presence in your lives. Now, these people, when they heard that God's presence is not going to be with them, they mourn. They do not put on any ornaments. We need a flashlight when walking in the dark, right? We need a light when we look at ourselves in the mirror, right, ladies? Uh, not just ladies, I do too. I put a Korean cream on my face. I need light for... The mirror to see what I where I put it. Um, we need <laughs> don't judge me. Uh, if you want to look young, then use Korean cream. Um, we need an iPhone flashlight's got to be an iPhone. Okay, Android doesn't count. Too f- I'm just kidding. Um, to find things under a couch, have you done that? I've done that many times. We need a natural light to brighten up our days, right? Do you guys remember uh, during COVID time that nobody's allowed outside, you know, and it's so hard to be inside all the time. It's so depressed, right? Um, so a natural light brightened up our days, give us life. Even plants that doesn't have light, what happened to them? They die, right? So God's presence is like a light that reveals many things about ourselves and it reveals many things about himself and it's also give us life. First John 1.5, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. John 1.4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. John 1.5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1.9, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Who is this light I'm talking about? Who? Jesus. He's the light that gives give life to all men. He's the word that became flesh and lived among us. That's in John. John 1, 16, 17. for from his fullness, Jesus Christ, We have all received grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Now, I want you to pay attention here, that the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, okay? And that's going to be a big thing for you to kind of follow as I go, okay? God's presence is very, very important. Nexus Exodus chapter 33, verse 1 to 11, shows us that God's presence reveals our sins. God's presence reveals our sins. As you see that what happened when God said, hey, I'm not going to remove my presence. I'm with you. And then you've done this. And then people recognize that they have sinned against God. God's presence Reveals our sin. That's point number one. Look at John chapter 16, verse 8. Jesus said, And when He, this is the Holy Spirit, or the presence of God that lives in, in us, when He, the Holy Spirit, comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So when we are convicted of our sins, Because of God's presence in our lives. Because the Holy Spirit in us, convicting us of our sins. Revealing the sin in our lives. What do we do with that? What is our response? How do we respond when God convicted us of our sin in our lives? Have we confessed our sin and repented of our sins? Is that our response? Or do we continue to live in the darkness and say, hey, it's not a big of a deal. That means you still live in the darkness. Or if you say, hey, that's not sin or I have not lived in sin. The Bible in 1 John also said that then you are in the darkness and it makes you a liar. What are our response? Are we proud to call ourselves sons and daughters of the light? If we are proud to call ourselves that, that we are the sons and daughters of the light, when God revealed the sin in our lives, we must confess and repent, not continue to live in the darkness because that doesn't make us sons and daughters of light, Right? If we continue to live in God's presence, he will continue to shine his light of life upon us and shape us to be more like Christ, his son. Exodus chapter 33, verse 12 to 23 shows us that God's presence reveals his mercy. God's presence reveals his mercy. That's point number two. Number one, God's presence reveals our sins, right? And because of that, it drives us to his mercy. So God's presence reveals his mercy. Um, You remember the story I just shared. They worshiped, the Israelites worshiped the golden calf, and God's anger was burning against them. God said, I will not go with you. I will remove my presence from you. Um, And then this one, Moses said to God in verse 15, he said, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. Moses also said, please show me your glory. Then God revealed his mercy by saying this to him, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. That's verse 19. Our God is a merciful God. Paul also said in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 5. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved we know this very well right by grace you have been saved now in exodus we see that god shows mercy through moses who interceded for his people right he went before god he interceded And in Ephesians, we see that God shows us mercy through Christ who intercedes for us all. So when the Israelites sin, what happened? Because God's going to punish them. God's going to destroy them. right? God said, I'm going to wipe you all out. But Moses went before God and interceded for his people because of their sins. Now for us, because of our sin, we have Jesus Christ who went in the presence of God, interceded for us. In Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 34, 35, it says, Who is to condemn? Jesus Christ is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ. My question to you all. And to myself too. Have you experienced God's mercy in your life? Have you experienced God's mercy in your life? You will not understand God's mercy if you do not see that you are sinners. You will not understand his mercy because of his death on the cross. That he died for you if you don't recognize the sin in your life, if God reveals that in your life and you ignore it and you say that I'm not a sinner, then you will not understand his mercy because that mercy cost Christ his life. He died on the cross for us. He forgive our sins. When we have sinned against God like the Israelites, Jesus, like Moses, more than Moses, he goes in the presence of God for us in order to forgive our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness when we confess our sin. Have you experienced God's mercy in your life? Now, point number three in in Exodus chapter 34 shows us that God's presence reveals his faithfulness. God's presence reveals his faithfulness. Now, you see that when um, they sin against God, God said, I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to remove my presence among you. And Moses pleaded with God and said, God, if you're not going to go with us, then don't take us there. And then now you see in chapter 34... God looked at them with love and mercy and he renewed a covenant with his people. He made a covenant with them and he will be the only one to fulfill it too. I want you to look at verse 6 to 7. It says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. In verse 10, God says, Behold, I am making a covenant. See that? I want you to pay attention to that, the word "a covenant, the promise that God is making with the Israelites. He's the one making. Okay? He's making a covenant before all. All your people I will do marvels such as have not been created in all the earth or in any nation. Now, this is another thing too. Now, we have the covenant. I want you to pay attention to that. The second part is also the marvel things, the marvelous things that never been created before in all the earth or in any nation. Never happened before. I want you to have that question. What is that? Okay. What is that? And all the people among whom you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Now, not only that God promised to forgive their iniquities, he also renewed a covenant with his people. Okay? And only God can fulfill that, can keep that covenant or that promise. And we see that why? Because is the marvelous thing he's talking about. A marvelous thing which had not been created in all the earth or in any nation was Jesus Christ. Now, you might think that, are you saying that Jesus was created like us? No, I'm not saying that. I want you to understand that Jesus Christ was our firstborn of the Holy Spirit. Am I right? And then... The scripture also said, therefore, if anybody's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. It's a new creation. Not talking, Jesus already God. He he was at the, the creation of the world, right? But he was the word, became flesh and lived among us. Was the light that came to give life to all men. So the marvelous thing he's talking about here, that never been created, never been, never happened before, was Jesus Christ. That he's the only one that capable of keeping the new covenant that God made with His people. Now, so Jesus is our faithfulness. Jesus is God's faithfulness in our lives. Jesus is the presence of God. And if he is in our lives, we will experience God's faithfulness. Matthew 5, 17, Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. You see that? The law that God gave to Moses in, chapter, in, in Exodus chapter 34, verse 1, Um, Where he told Moses, cut for yourselves two tablets of stone, like the first. And I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. God said, which you broke. So Moses broke the law. Literally, right? (laughs) Oh, you got the joke. Like the first service didn't really get that joke. Um, So, but it's true though. Moses you might say that, okay, so he broke the tablet, right? Um, what happened then? Well, he also got angry issue, right? Huh? He, he also argued with God and said, hey, use someone else. I'm, I'm not good enough, right? Um, he, he's a murderer, right? He killed someone. So Moses is not perfect either. God gave us 10 commandments. Moses broke broke them literally the Israelites also broke the law we have broken the law but Jesus Christ never never break a single law but he came to fulfill them all he's the only one that capable now you can see that right That's why God said I'm going to create something a marvelous thing that never happened before in this world. It was Jesus Christ to fulfill the covenant that he made with us. So we experience God's faithfulness in our lives through Jesus who is God's presence in our lives. Now in conclusion point number one, God's presence reveals our sins now since jesus is the light of god he is the light that the light reveals everything he reveals our sin so then jesus is the light of god point number two god's presence reveals his mercy because we recognize our sin we see our sin we can't do anything to save ourselves then we have to rely on who Jesus Christ, for his mercy to forgive our sins, to die for us. So, Jesus is the mercy of God. Point number three, God's presence reveals his faithfulness. Now, you know that we all broke the law. We have sinned against God. But only Christ, he was the only one that's faithful to be obedient to God. And to obey every single law. So he's the faithfulness of God. Jesus Christ is the faithfulness of God, and we must rely on him. Have you experienced God's presence in your lives? Do you even understand what it means to live in the presence of God? In John 15, verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. To abide means to become one with Christ. To become one with Christ. John um, seventeen, verse twenty to twenty-one. Jesus prayed this: "I do not ask for those who uh, for these only." But also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So what does it mean to become one with Christ? What does it mean? It means to think the same, to desire the same, to do the same, to act the same. So when we pray, just use that as an example. When we pray, do we pray what Jesus wants or we want him to do what we want? This is the important question I want to ask you. How well... Does Jesus know you? Easy answer, right? Jesus knows you very 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 well. Therefore, he knows every thoughts. He know what you want. He already know what you want. But the second question is also important that you need to ask yourself. How well do you know Jesus? If you to be one with Jesus, Jesus already know everything about you, but what about you? How well do you know Jesus? If you know him well, then you would know what he wants. He came here to be obedient to God, to glorify God, and to love us, to die for us, to bring us back, to have relationship with God. Do we understand any of that? I hope we do. I hope we do. To be in the presence of God means we must be in God's word and have Christ as the center of our lives in our thoughts, in our hearts, in our words, in our actions. Question is, has it been like that? If we say we in the presence of God, or we abide in Christ, is He the center of your life? How well do you know Him? How much time do you spend in His Word so that you will know Him more? Do we desire to be in God's presence and His presence to be with us like Moses? When we are in God's presence and His presence in us or one with Christ, people will see God and his glory in our lives like Moses. You remember like at the end of chapter 34 when Moses went up to spend time with God for how long? 40 days and 40 nights he was in the presence of God and he came down from mountain and Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because He had been talking with God. How have you spent time with God in his presence? Is being in God's presence very important to us? Is being in God's presence very important to us? If we say we are in Christ, has anyone around us recognized or see God's glory in our lives? Do you understand that question? If you say, if we say we are in Christ, you're in the presence of God, do people recognize that? Do they see it? Do they see the glory of God that come out from our words, from our actions, from our thoughts, from everything we do and who we are? May God help us that we will desire to, be, to become one or abide in Christ in order for us to bear much fruit. May God also help us to recognize God's presence in our lives, in everything that we do, in everywhere that we go, in order for us to love and to know him better because he already loved us and he already knew us. If we are in Christ and He is in us, we will recognize our sins. We will admit our sins because He is the light of God that reveals the sin in our lives. If we are in Christ and He is in us, we will enter His mercy because we cannot save ourselves from our sins. Only Christ is capable, He's the one that was hung on the cross for our sins. We must enter the throne of mercy. Jesus Christ is the mercy of God. And if we are in Christ and he's in us, we will rely on his faithfulness in our lives and be thankful because we break the law. We're not perfect. We sin against God. But Jesus Christ is. Fulfill all the law. He is the faithfulness of God for us. Be thankful.